This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good evening everyone. Shalom Leichem. Ruchem Abon. We continue with Sachti Yivamais. Daf Ayin Tesem Aleph. The Gemara, Ayin Chesem Beis in the middle. Amar of Chana Bar Ada. The Gemara says that the Nesinim, David decreed upon them. David made a Gzerad Rabbanon not to marry the Nesinim. Now, that's a little bit difficult because the Nesinim come from Canaan. And when it comes to Canaan, there's an Isra of Leishtis Chatein Bam. The Gemara's conclusion on Daf Ayin Vav was that Leishtis Chatein Bam applies when they convert. Nesinim converted. So Nesinim should be an Isra Dairaisa, not an Isra Drabanan. Rashi Shita is that our Gemara is going not like Rava. And our Gemara is learning the Isra of Leishtis Chatein Bam is before they convert. Once they convert, they're mutter. And David made an Isser Durabanon. Toysus learns, no. They in fact are Oster Medairaisa. David was goyzer on them that they have to do avdos, that they're avodim. But in terms of marriage, they were Oster Medairaisa. Rashi learns, no. Rashi learns that our Gemara is not going like the Gemara's conclusion earlier. And therefore our Gemara maintains that the Isser to marry them is Medravonon. Toysus learns, that they were always Asr Medaraisa, and our Gemara's discussion is regarding them being Avadim. So we're on the bottom line of Ein Chasmar <clears throat> The Gemara said that there was famine in the times of David, there was no rain. And David tried to investigate the reason for it, and ultimately the conclusion was two reasons. Number one, he did not eulogize Shaul properly, and number two, because of what they did to the Nesinim, that they, uh, Shaul killed the city of Noiv Irakayanim, and because of that, the Nesinim lost their livelihood. So Amar David, David said, Shaul already had 12 months pass. Actually, Rashi says, because 30 years had passed. This was the end of David Amel's life. It just means the 12 months of Avelis have passed, and there's nothing really David could have done in terms of eulogizing Shol again, because uh, it was 30 years later. It's not really the proper thing to uh, eulogize. Uh, the Nesinim. So therefore, Nikrinu, let's call them Vinifaisinu, and we'll console them. So the Pasuk says, David called the Gevainim, he said to them, How can I, what can I do for you? And how can I atone for what Shaul did to your people, namely Shaul killed Noiv Ir HaKoyhanim, who supported the Nasinim, and the Nasinim died because of that. So basically, there's nothing David could do to make up for Shaul's failure to eulogize. There's nothing David could do to, for his failure to eulogize Shaul, but at least he could try to rectify what Shaul did in causing the death of the Nasinim. So, David said, what could I do? How can I atone? That you will be bring blessing to God's inheritance. Because in the meantime, God's angry at us because uh, evident from the fact that there's no rain. The Gevainim said, look, we don't have monetary claim against Shal. With his household. And we don't have any man in other words, we have no 
monetary claim against him. We don't want to take away anyone in, among Israel's life. But all we want to do is uh, avenge um, the, mer- the death of our family through the death of the family of Shaul. So what they wanted was, they wanted uh, some of Shaul's family, and they're going to kill them. You tell Lanu Shiva give us seven of his children. Vahikanum Lashem will hang them before God. So Mephayis, David tried to appease them in other ways. They would not be appeased. So basically they wanted blood. The Gavainim wanted blood. And there's nothing David could do about that because they had a Taina and they could not be appeased until they spilled the blood of Shal's family. David saw then in the Gavainim a very cruel quality. And because the Jewish people's... Um, identity is that of Rachamim, and the Gevoinim lacked Rachamim, that's the reason why David was Goizer on them. Amar, he said, There are three defining characteristics of the Jewish people. Harachamonim, they are merciful. Shanin, they are shameful, meaning they have the fear of God on their face, they have a sense of shame. The Lechasadim, and they are bestow kindness. These are the three defining characters, the hallmark characteristics of the Jewish people, Rachmanim, Baishanim, Gamli, Chasadim. Rachmanim, how do we know the Jewish people are Rachmanim? The Pasuk says, God will give you mercy, and you will be merciful, and He will increase you. So that shows that Rachmanim is part of the bedrock of the Jewish personality. Baishanim, God appeared to the Jewish people so that eternally the fear of God will always be on our face. Because it says that God loves Avraham Avinu because He commands His children to follow after Him in the path of kindness. Anyone who has these three characteristics, it is worthy to cling to this nation. But because the Gevoinim lacked Rachamim, therefore David decreed that you cannot marry into them. Rashi says, Vahani Gevoinim, these Gevoinim came to Rachami, they are not right to cling to them. So David was goiser on them. That's what the Pasuk meant that we read on Ein Chesem and Beis, Vahagevoinim lav b'nei Yisrael heima. They did not have the characteristics of the Jewish people. So, the only thing is, uh, David's up the creek without a paddle because the Gavainim will not be satisfied until they spill blood. So David had no choice. So the Pasuk says, The king took the two sons of Ritzpah. Who's Ritzpah? She's Bas Aya, the daughter of Aya. Aya was Shaul's wife, Asher Yodel was who bore to Shaul. And the two sons of Ritzpah, their name was Asarmoni Vyasmivaishas. And he also took the five sons of Michabashal, Asher Yolda, that she gave birth to Shal, La Adriel Ben Barzilai, Hamechulasi. That she bore to Adriel, 
ben Barzilai. So, Maishnahani, why these seven descendants? So basically, the Gemara says there's nothing special about these seven other than the fact that Shaul, that, excuse me, David marched them before the Aroin, and the Aroin sort of detained the ones that were supposed to die. Amrapun Aroin, he passed them before the Aroin. Kosha'an Koltoi, anyone that the Aroin literally absorbed or held back, Lamisa, went to death. Kosha'an Aroin Koltoi, anyone who the Aroin did not detain, Lechayim stayed alive. So basically, there was some kind of supernatural sign. He, he passed these descendants before the Aroin. The one that the Aroin stopped, those were the ones that died. The ones that the Aroin did not stop. Uh, lived. Rav Chana Bar Katina. Rav Chana Bar Katina asked the following question. Vayachmoel HaMelech al Mephiboshes ben Yonasam and Shaul and the king had mercy on Mephiboshes the son of Yonasam, the son of Shaul. Shaloi HaEviray that he did not pass before the Arayin. So there was one person who got off the hook. Mephiboshes ben Yonasam. The Gemara is there favoritism here? How did David let the kid of his best friend get off the hook? How did he let Mephibosheth ben Yonason get off the hook? Is there favoritism here? It says, What happened was he did pass him before the Arayin. The Gemara thought he didn't pass him. No, he passed him, and the Arayin detained him because of Rachmim. And David prayed for him, Upaltai, and he was freed. So Mars is still uh, a favoritism. Rather, David prayed that the Aaron should not detain him. So that's how Mephibosheth ben Yonasan got off the hook. Now the Gemara has an interesting question. Oh, the Gemara asks, Why did the Arayin signal that these seven children should die for the sin of Shaul, but we know a child is not liable for his parents' sin? <clears throat> says the Gemara, But it says, <clears throat> that parents should not die, that children should not die on account of their fathers. Better that the a letter of the Torah should seemingly be uprooted. And let God's name not be defiled and defamed publicly. How is God's name Yishalel? Because the Goyim say, why would anybody cling to Klal Yisrael? Because they they treat Gerim unfairly. They cut off their livelihood. Look what Shaul did. He killed Noivir Akoyhanim, and that was the source of sustenance to the Gerim, to the Gevoinim. So people started speaking ill about the Jewish people, that it's not worthwhile to convert to that religion. So in order to avoid that public chil Hashem, it's better that they violate the Torah and allow Shaul's uh, children to die. Even though the Rishonim say that they probably they deserved Misa for whatever reason. 
So it wasn't actually being Oikar the Torah. But nevertheless, it seemed like they were being Oikar the Torah, and it was worthwhile to do that, to avoid a Chilol Hashem, that uh, of the way the Jewish people treated the Gevainim. Says the Gemara, what happened? Vatikach Ritzba Basaya. Ritzba Basaya took Es Hasak, the sack. Vatateula Elatsor, she spread it out over a rock. Mitchilas Katsir, from the beginning of the harvest. Ad Nitach Mai Malim, Minashem, until water poured on them from the heavens, meaning from the harvest until the rainy season. And she stood there and she did not allow any bird to eat their flesh or any animal to eat their flesh. She did not allow the birds to rest on them. And the wild animals of the field in the night. He, she did not allow that. <clears throat> so basically, they were uh, laying out there in the field and nobody was able to um, nobody was able to, the animals were not able to defile their bodies. I, the Gemara asked, but you're not allowed to leave a body overnight. There's a lav in the Torah of Loisolin, Nevlasoi, Alhoetz. One has to bury the mess that very day. You can't leave it hanging overnight. Loisolin, Nevlasoi, Alhoetz. So Gemara says the same reason. This public desecration of their bodies was to avoid a Chilol Hashem. This way the nations of the world see that because of the improper treatment of the Gevoinim, even the, the royal family of Shoal was not spared. Rabbi Yechidon said the name of Shem Ben Yehoi Better that one letter of the Torah be uprooted, so that God's name should be sanctified publicly. Why? Shahoyu Oivrim Vishavim Oimrim, the passer buyers would say, Mativan Shalelu. Who what happened to these people? Who are these guys hanging over there? What'd they do wrong? So they, they would they were told, these are the children of Shaul. And people would ask, Umal also, what'd they do wrong? Were they murderers? Were they adulterers? No, Pashidem Gerim, Grurim. They didn't treat lowly Gerim respectfully. They said, that's what they did wrong and the royal family was punished? Amru people said, There's no more worthy nation to attach than the Jewish people. Look how they stand up for the honor of even Gerim. If even royal individuals are punished so severely, Certainly an average person would have been punished. If this is how they stand up for the dignity of lowly Gerim, So the Gentiles were so impressed with the Jewish people's treatment of the Gerim that many, many people converted. Immediately it was added to the Jewish people. 150,000 Gerim. By the way, it's a lot of Gerim. Let's say... It's more people, let's say, that daven in, in, my, in our shul. It's just a lot, of, it's a lot of gerim, you know what I mean? I mean, it's even more than the youngest of Woodmere, you know? It's a lot of gerim. 150,000. I'm saying that's more than, uh, more than MetLife Stadium. I mean, CM Hashas, you know, that's nothing. 150,000 gerim. Were gerim accepted during the 
were Gerim accepted? Well, we just had that um, in the times of Right? Because the, that's the bottom of Ayin Vav. So Rasi's asking, but they didn't, we just had, they didn't accept Gerim. Hmm, good question. Let's see. Shenem Rabbi Lishloimai, Shloimai had Shivim Elef Noise Savel, 70,000 bearers of burden, Ushmainim Elef Chaitsev Bahar, and 80,000 ewers on the mountain. Says the Gemara, okay, very good. How do you know they were Gary? Maybe they're regular Jews, but then we Yisrael have them. Says the Gemara, Eved, Shlomo did not make any native Jew a slave, so they must have been Gerim. Says Gemara, V'dilma dugazar ba'alma. Maybe they were just hired, and they weren't... Maybe they were just hired. Who says that they were avodim? Elamei hacha, rather from here, you know how we know they were Gerim? Um, it says, Vayisaper Shlom Kol HaNashim Shlom counted all the men HaGerim Shabir HaTzisro Vayim Tzomei V'Chamishim Elf was 150,000 Vayasleim Shivim Elef Nois Yisabel 70,000 were bearers of burden Ushmainim Elef Choytzei Bahar and 80,000 ewers in the mountain. Okay, so bottom line is the Gemara seems to imply that because they showed a lack of rachamim, and they said, we got to kill the descendants of Shaul, therefore it's not worthy, they're not roi, lavoi b'kahal. Says the Gemara, David was the one who was gozer on them, Moshe was gozer on them. David gozalim, Moshe gozalim, d'chsiv, mei from the woodcutters, to the water carriers, and these these categories are not included in the native Jew. They're different than native uh, Yisraelim. So we see that the Gzera de Rabbanon, either that they should be Avodim or that you can't marry them, was already made by Moshe. Says Gemara, Moshe Gazel Hudara. Moshe only decreed on that generation. David Gazel Kulei Dara. David decreed for all time. Says Gemara, forget David. It's not just Moshe was gozer on them, because Yeshua was also gozer on them. Va'akati Yeshua gozer alayo. Yeshua was also gozer on them. D'chsev, va'yinim Yeshua, va'yemu, Yeshua designated them on that day. Chaytvei etzim, woodcutters, v'shayavei maim, and water drawers, le'eda, for the community, v'lemizbeach Hashem, and for the altar. So, Moshe decreed for his generation, but... Yeshua must have decreed for all time, so what do we need David for? The Gemara says like this. Moshe decreed for his generation. Yeshua decreed so long as the temple stood. Yeshua David decreed for even when the Beis Mikdash did not stand. Let's just get to the Mishnah. It says the Gemara, Rabbi, in the days of Rabbi, Bikshu, 
lahatir nesinim. They wanted to matter the nesinim. Basically, they would relinquish their ownership of the nesinim as avadim. And since it's only nisr drabanan to marry them because they're avadim, so that now that they're free, you, it would be permitted to marry them. So the Gemara says, Amrlam Rebbe Rebbe said, Chalkeinu Nater, we could release our ownership over the Nasina, but they were also owned by the temple to cut wood. And the, the temple's ownership of the Nasina, we cannot release. Chalkeinu Nater, we could release our share of the Nasina. Chalik Mizbeach Miyata, we can't release the Mizbeach, the temple's share of the Nasina. Says Gemara, Pligid Rab Chibar Abba, this argues Rab Chibar Abba, Rab Chibar Abba, Rab Yochanan, Chelek Eidal Oilamaser. The share of the congregation is always Aser until they release it. But the Chelek of the Mizbeach is only an issue if the Mizbeach is standing. But if the Mizbeach is not standing, it's automatically released. So Rebbe held, no, it's still owned by the temple. But there happens not to be a temple, so the temple can't release it, because there is no temple. But it's owned by the institution of the temple. And that doesn't make any sense. It can't be owned by an institution that doesn't exist. It can't be owned by the temple if the temple is not standing. So, he holds the share of the community is always usher until it's released. The share of the Mizbeach was When the temple stood, it was prohibited. The temple is not standing. Shari, then it's permitted. Okay, Rabbi Isai, thank you very much for joining this evening. This was somewhat easier after the last two very difficult blot. And, um... Hope to see everyone tomorrow night. Okay, kol tov, bracha v'atzlacha. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone. Kol tov, good night. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.